This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is The Cursed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the erstwhile, bandit-munching, bone-crunching, pit-loving, smash-bagging, understood, misunderstood, hard as wood, Justin Waddell, what's going on, sir? Oh, man. Hanging out with you. We're in the brown wall again. Yeah, we're in brown wall studios. I don't think we're going to get any brown wall action. Oh, yeah? You don't think so? Because I think uh, the denizens of the house are tucked. Sugar Plum's dancing in their head. No one's dropping super bombs. Yeah, man. People may not might not know what Brown Wall is anymore. It's been a while. It's a it's a place where we zoom in. You know, but mm-hmm. why it's named delectably so is that there is a giant pipe that goes through the room. Right. It's connected to the other pipe that's connected to the other pipe that's connected to lots of toilets. <laughs> yeah, so when it flushes, when someone flushes upstairs, we get to hear it reverberate through the pipes or a shower or washing the dishes it's not it's, it's it not doesn't always discern, yeah it's not always um waste but when it's good it's real good mm-hmm. and it's bouncing turds through this room on its way to the governor's place <laughs> so i'm excited so what's been going on in your neck oh man uh what has been going on nothing too much you know i just lots of work and nothing good what about you Keeping it cool, man. You're traveling, I know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm working. I'm working here in Atlanta this week. That'll be nice, little change out, and then I'll be on the road for four or five straight. So we had a, a little helpful dog trainer come to our house today, visit our house. We have a problematic dog, Mist. Mist. Yeah, she's barking at everything. She barks at. She doesn't like company. Barks at everything, and you know we love her. She's a sweet dog to us. But as soon as someone else that's not us decides to visit, and so um, we called in some outside help, Nick, because we're not good and at what, the dog. Told us that we just need to be more assertive with our little doggy, and it worked. You know, and you know, basically just kind of. Anyway, it doesn't matter what the technique is; it just kind of worked, and she was very happy after a while to have some company in there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she showed up with a hereditary house miniature. With miniatures of all of us and the oh, miniature man. of it. And she reenacted what should happen. Right. And that's why, right before you came here, you were floating weirdly to the treehouse. <laughs> she's a she's a sweet dog, but it's hard to have a barking dog all the time. Especially, you know, the packages come to the house. Whew, 
Lots of barks. I know what you're talking about, man. I've taken a long walk, and my dogs are barking at the end of that shit. <laughs> she, like I said, she's sweet to us, and uh, hopefully soon we'll be sweet to other people. We'll oh, see. Is she a dangerous dog? No, she isn't. Sometimes if someone tries to pet her and because she, she doesn't like that stranger, uh, she will kind of snap, but not to bite, just to say, hey, don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch the merchandise. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time. We're about to be hit in the face by some really good shit. We got a lot on the way. We got a lot of stuff about the land, both on the television and in the theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have Better Call Saul, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, we got... The, Morbius. Look, huge. Got uh, that Halo show just started. We got a lot of stuff that's just starting to simmer and get ready for us. I, I heard got baseball coming in my face. I heard some bad news about Morbius. What, Early it's, it's advanced word. It's not, it's not great. It's not living up to expectations. Yeah, but when your sites are, are basically criterion collection or bust, right? everything seems like a disappointment. I'll, I'll settle for only being great. Yeah, me too. I'm just excited to see my favorite comic book character of all time come to the silver screen. What about that Nicolas Cage movie? Are you excited for that? No. I kind of wasn't, and now I am. Apparently the best movie that's ever been made came out this week, starring Michelle Yeoh. Oh, everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm excited about that one too. Well, you're, I mean, we spoke about this the other day. Well, yeah, so it's interesting when a movie like that comes out by the by the Daniels, right? The two guys, I think they're Swiss two. Swiss Army. Yeah, man. they're kind of beloved from that movie. I think they've only done that movie. Have they done, I know they did shorts. Have they done another feature? I couldn't be bothered to look. But, you know, everybody, you know, it's supposed to be great, and everybody's been anticipating it, but of course Twitter, you know, film Twitter is like, <laughs> well, I just saw the best movie of all time. <laughs> I mean, they cannot wait to kill, just to to push it so high up to you know, so it can't ever live up. But I am very excited to see it. I, I sound like a cranky person. I, I think um, Twitter has taken Mike Ehrman Trout's advice way too deeply to heart. Yeah. No, no half measures. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> so, but I like I said, I'm I'm very excited to see it. I mean, I'm happy people say it's great. I just. I think you probably don't need to call it the best movie of all time yet. Maybe let it have a couple, like let it come out. You know what I'm saying? Like let it hit theaters first. I'm sure it'll be good because Michelle Yeoh's good, but I mean, just the fact that she's leading a movie like uh, in this uh, an American film, right? Like uh, that's pretty great. I don't think she has. She's great in uh, the guy from the kid, the uh, the kid from Goonies, and uh, whatever, what's his name? And short play short round. He's in it. Okay, oh, Wakon. Yeah. And he's supposed just to be sucks fantastic. That this it. movie took that title because it was going to be uh, Carney Wilson's uh, autobiography. Oh, no. I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting, any sort of housekeeping for our podcast period. I mean, people are. Oh, man. I mean, the comments just roll in. We are. I mean, it, if we wanted to quit, we can't. It's just too much. Yeah. People depend on us. They they depend on us to zoom in a yeah and then b they just love to hear our voices. See, I don't like this garbage in garbage out shit. What does that mean? Like we make garbage and then we get garbage response. I don't understand why <laughs> our mediocrity has to carry out into the real world. <laughs> um, you know, and the the thing that's sad is that um, we just have so much other competition now. Yeah, you know. Who hasn't? I mean, who who's doing the who's the latest celeb that you've heard just doing a pod? Every, I mean, every celebrity is doing a podcast for sure, and yeah. they're ta- and I, you know, for God's sakes, I listen to some celebrity podcasts. Yeah. I'm part of the problem. I'm taking, you know, look, 
I, I have, I've been listening to Smartless. Queen Mother's got a podcast about to start. Yeah. I mean. It's called Crumpets and Cum Stains. Kari Wurr. Kari Wurr's got one? She's got three. That's Holy all. crap. Yeah. Wurr from New Hope. He has one. <laughs> Bartender. Does Ken Olin? Olin's Corner. You don't listen to it? Does Ken Ober have one? Ober's Corner. You don't listen to it? <laughs> Ken Ober might be dead. Ober and Out? Ken Ober. Is he the remote control? Yeah. I think he might. There is no away. okay. I'm the one who's always wrong. I think he might. There's be no gone. way Ken Ken Ober better still be running around the business. He's the host of Remote Control. I think he might have gone. There's no way we've lost Ken. I hope not. That only OnlyFans. He has been dead since 2009. Jesus Christ! I don't know. He's, and he died young. He was feeling ill, and then he super died. Yeah, Ken Ober. A lot of people might not remember him. At, you know, as be, he was the he was the host of. MTV's game show called Remote Control, and which featured Colin Quinn, Colin Quinn as a co-host, or as like a kind of like the Andy Richter of that, game and the show. lovely Marisol. Kari Wurr, I believe, was on that show. Believe it or not, but I think I don't the, know who Marisol I is. I thought the lovely Marisol or Martika. Why do I remember? No, I remember the lovely Marisol. Why do I remember? But that? the big thing is Adam Sandler was on that show pre Saturday Saturday Night Live, and kind of got a little bit famous from it. Season one. Was Ken Ober, Colin Quinn, and Marisol Massey, and then Carrie War came in from seasons two. To I three. don't know who Marisol is. Well, it doesn't keep her from being the best. And they have Adam Sandler too. I'm sure they mentioned. Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, it was a good. That was kind of a fun show. I don't remember much about it, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. And Ober was good. That's too bad. R.I.P. Died at 52. Young. Left, not, the, left the planet. Not much older than us. Yep. All right. So on that note, guys, we're doing the movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We stand tall amongst the wheatgrass. We kick kittens into the sand fire. We burn out in the zipper. We pull a wool sack over our abdomen. <laughs> we rub our legs together like a cricket. <laughs> Fist fuck the clean and bake a nugget in the nighttime. Watch a movie with a set of super LED lights. Stand underneath the fucking simmering blade of the celluloid and kick ourselves into the coccyx until the, the beauty mark burns. Watch a movie through defeated stomach eyes and twist it around. Share it with the likes of the listener and see what makes it breaks. So if we're talking about the day trippers, we'll talk about the scene where Parker Posey has sex with Stanley Tucci but tastes Liev Schreiber on his breath. Ooh. Gets gets all hot and bothered in the uh in the nuts. Talk about the little moments. Tucci played a little bit of uh a dog in that movie. I think he was the cheater. There's another girl in that. Yeah. There's Your a- girl. Hope Davis, right? Hope Davis, of course, I think is in that and and Mira in that. Ben Stiller's mom. I believe it was in there. She was like one of the stars of that movie. Let's, I mean, fuck it. You can't talk about young, vital people. And oh, I didn't realize young was a requirement. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Did I miss it? Just listen the cast. And Mira. Yeah. Very funny, by the way. Yeah, and she is no longer she isn't. a vertical being. Nor is her husband, Jerry Stiller. Right. Who is also very funny. I heard that you said a simmering blade. Uh, in that little run-up to the show, the explanation of the show, where you speaking of one, Wesley Snipes. No. Because you said something like a simmering blade of cinema or something, and I'm like, that's got to be a Wesley Snipes reference. I wish it were, but no. How dare they not bring him back? There are people that feel that way. I know. I would love to see him back as Blade. Why? I, you know, I don't care. I don't recast Blade, but they did. They did. I honestly, I don't want him. Mahershala drawn, Ali. That's fine. I don't want him like drawing him. another paycheck. To be honest, why? 
Snipes, he's had his moment. Fuck him. Snipes has had a little bit of a resurgence of, of late uh, in, in some Eddie Murphy vehicles. Right. Uh, he, and he's, he's his chauffeur. He was always good as a blade. I will say it, and I will not lie. He's even good in Blade 3. It's just that that movie is not good. You know, I have a lot of celebrity run-ins in my long history. Mm-hmm. And I was at a pizza parlor in Santa Monica. And I saw Wesley Snipes. Did you? Yeah. And I was having a Stromboli, and he was having Calzone. And uh, we got we kind of made eye contact for a second. Really? Yeah. Did you give like a nod, like, "Hey, we got kind of a similar item"? I, I didn't. I didn't think about the the, uh, the synergy between us. But as he was leaving, he sort of stumbled, and I say, "Don't drop zone." <laughs> oh, you liar! <laughs> Piece of shit. The whole thing was a setup. And then once, um, he had injured. 56 people in the ass. And I said, where's ass injure 57? <laughs> that's the real one. Okay, here's the thing about Wesley Snipes. He's great. I he's, mean, that's he's it. fine. You don't love him? I like a percentage. How old him. is the man? He's probably 59. You don't think he's 60? I don't think so. If he is, man, he's rocking it good. He looks great. He does look great. Prison 59 does 59 years old. Are you fucking me? Birthday in July 31st. He's a, he's a, he's a Leo. That's your birthday month, right? Yeah, but I'm a cancer. That astrology shit's rock solid. Oh my god, he's got a lot of a lot of children. Five kids. I didn't know this. Guess what? Hmm? The government got their money. I don't know. And he's been long married too. Since 2003. Look, Snipes is great. I'm just gonna say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it proud. I don't care. I don't care who hears it. What a great. It's name almost to have. like you can't have that name without having an uh, some sort of action. I mean, he's so Wesley even, Crusher. Doesn't even go by Wes. Wesley either. Snipes, Wesley Strick. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You have to do something. Wes Craven. Like Wes Short. Right. Wes, Wes, he he right. was like, Wesley's not cool. Let's shorten it to Wes. But Snipes, he's like, no, no, no. Wes Wesley Borland. can be cool. Who? <laughs> Legend. <laughs> what are other ones? Are there any other Wesleys? I'm sure. What's the guy, the character in Buffy? What's his last name? Wesley, is that... Wasn't he a nerd? He was. There was a Wesley, and then he went, later went to Angel. I don't know what his last name is, yeah. or the actor's name. Wesley Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, Wesley Majors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't hate Wesley Snipes. I just... Uh, he bores me to some extent. Why? He just does. He, he He's not... There's never a reason... Like He's never the reason I would ever choose to see a movie. He has to be the fifth or sixth really? value add. I think Demolition Man was the last movie where he is second build that I love. I believe that Wesley Snipes... Should have won awards for Demolition Man. That's how good he is in that movie. You got to share those awards with Stallone. Yeah, he's fantastic in it. And so is Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, they're yeah. all great in that movie. Yeah. Someone was trying Mick Fleetwood, <laughs> uh, Dweezil Zappa in this. Dennis Lear, Benji Bratt, Benjamin Bratt in there. Bobby Gunton. God, you, you get the list. I don't. I I didn't remember past the three or the four. Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez is in that, isn't he? Speaking of MTV. Yeah, speaking of MTV, you're right. The Garden in the Valley. I predict the 2023 resurgence for Dan Cortez. Wasn't there was another guy he was sort of hogtied to? Simon Rex. No. You sure? I don't know. There was another guy who was like another Tucker Max beefcake guy. Simon Rex, probably. Oh my god, I didn't realize he was around that long. Simon Rex. Don't even don't even start talking about this movie, Red Rocket or whatever. I was going to say, he's getting a lot of accolades for it. I don't think he got nominated for Academy Award, but there was talk. And then that talk faded. Ain't no one nominating old Simon Rex, but he seems like a good enough sort. Happy for him. 
you know, getting his moment. That was Rebecca Gayhart's nickname in prison. What? Simon Rex. Oh my God. She didn't, that kid's name was not, don't tell me it was Simon. No, but. Okay. She, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's already horrible. You horrible man. Rebecca Gayhart, by the way, way where's her resurgence? It's happening. If for some reason that guy's name was Simon, we've opened the hell mouth because there's no way. But no, I don't think she would kill a us. A guy? Either. It was a child. I mean, oh my <gasps> God. Brown wall. Welcome, my darling. Washing away your horrific <laughs> joke. Um, I'm looking up Rebecca Gayhart. She did show up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 50 years old. Rebecca Gayhart. They're not going to have the name of the decedent. I'm not looking that up. I'm just seeing if she's still working. Okay. She was originally cast in Serenity, by the way, and replaced that Joss Whedon show. How's Whedon doing? Um, just barely better than her. She looks like she's going to be in this ur- an Urban Legend reboot. I know she was in the first one. I think she was might have been the killer. So let's talk about the budget for this episode, twenty four ninety nine. What do you mean to buy the cursed? You bought it. For t- you I had to, it was to, to rent. It was nineteen ninety nine, and then you bought it to buy. It was twenty four ninety nine. Made an ill advised choice. You could have saved five because I don't imagine you're going to be watching this one again. Is that? I mean, you might. By the time your your wheels leave the street here, it's coming back on. I didn't dislike it. I'm just saying that I don't think I would pop this one back on. And go, wow, I can't wait to relive those moments. Uh, you know, like you had compared it before that we had watched it. You heard comparisons to Brotherhood of the No, Lord. I didn't compare. I just, based on the synopsis, I came to that. Oh, conclusion. I thought you had yeah. heard. Well, that movie is rewatchable. This movie, I don't know. What do you think? Would you rewatch it? No. But this isn't a show about rewatching films. It isn't. It's a show about super zooming in. So let's barely scratch the surface, shall we? <laughs> What's your relationship to the curse? I have none. I, I had heard, this is funny, because I had heard probably from film Twitter that this one's worth watching, and I sort of got interested because I had heard good things, and then you suggested it. Like, we didn't even, I didn't I didn't suggest it to you. Yeah, we didn't pregame. We were on the same wavelength on this one. And you know, who's not game for a werewolf movie? Exactly. They're never bad. They've only made good ones. I'm thinking specifically. They're, they're only hits. An American Werewolf in Paris. By the way, did Rick Baker come back for that? Did he? Did he? No, it was all digital. A, it was all did digital. he have a hand in that? No. Was he name checked? I don't think so. Are you sure? Pretty. Do you see the movie? I did, and we're going to be watching that one very soon. Tom Everett Scott as a werewolf. Who wouldn't want was that? Ann Perriot in that? No, I don't no, think no, so. Don't Julie so. Delpy was. Oh, that's though. right. That's right. And Delpy is a wolf. I, I think Tom Everett Scott's a wolf. But maybe he's not a wolf in it. I but think Delpy he's the, is. I think he's the kid of McNaughton in a gutter. Not, not I don't think so. Is he their kid? I think he's their I don't, kid. No. Is he? I don't know. It's not no. important. Because he would be, he'd be raised I in I think that in, may have been this people's supposition before the movie came out. They were speculating. Well, they were wrong, I believe. That movie has a pretty good sequence in it. Uh, in, underground, in the underground. You're talking about the end credits? Hmm. <laughs> Let's watch it. Let's watch it <laughs> That movie's soon. unbearable. Who directed it? I don't want to know. I, why would I know? What's the last werewolf movie you saw, Nick? The one we did. Trick. Question. Oh, I didn't trip you up. Damn it. It was a wolf. Yes. Yeah. The Nicholson Pfeiffer joint. And before that, we did The Wolf of Snow Hollow. We did, which and is be- good. And before that, we did American Wolf. Is there another werewolf movie that we've done? I don't think so. We did Wolfen, but that's not a werewolf movie. You zoomed in. You zoomed in hard. I think people would classify it as a werewolf movie, for sure. Well, we got more to do. I don't know if they'd classify Wolf as a werewolf movie. I mean... I am in love with Joe Johnson's The Wolfman. And we haven't done it. Benicio. Yeah. They gave him no makeup. 
<laughs> yeah, he that movie was it had some great effects. And you watched the director's yeah, cut, the director's which you said is, is fantastic, vicious. Yeah, I, yeah, it's solid. And I think in my imagination, Hugo Weaving's role was bigger, right? And I like him a lot in that. Is that where Anthony Hopkins says the wolf will out? Has to be. Quote? It has to be. I mean, he's also in the other wolf movies. Will out. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is a werewolf. I think one that. of the things I'm starting to discover about this show Let's is zoom in. Is that? For sure. But we're going to do every movie. But I think the thing is, we really find uh, a deeper pride when we're doing movies where animals and humans are at odds with one another. Is that true? I it's, think so. You zoomed on our show. I mean, let's think about this, right? Yeah. The Bay. Oh, Prophecy. Uh, classic. Classic. Let's keep going. There's Sea Change. Is that what it's called? Yes. Sea Fever. Sea Fever. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got Man Best Friend. We got Monkey Shine. Is that the prequel, Man Best Friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... They're both singular. We did The Edge. We did do The Edge, yeah. We did The Blob. Well, not yeah, really. Blob. Pre, not really. That's kind of like a roundup. He's a blob. sweetie. We did plenty of werewolf movies. Not enough. I don't... I can't remember any of the ones that we did. The Swarm. Swarm's a good one, yeah. Man vs. Nature. You're just talking about Man vs. Na- nature in general? I mean, if you want to make it more metaphysical. I mean, we did The Happening. True. Yeah, that's that's man versus the impulse to fire up final draft. That's what that is. <laughs> eagle-eyed listeners can, or eagle-eared listeners could probably name off dozens. I'm sure. Yeah, the well, huge, the huge we'll get base. a lot of comments of the ones we missed. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, They're like, well, I mean, Pacino was kind of creepy in that thing. We he saw. was. Pacino never been in a werewolf movie. Let me zoom in. He's never. They never wolfed him out, did they? No, would have been good for it. Mm-hmm. Also, the idea of him hunting in loafers after a wolf. You know, right. with some slacks. He would have been good with the like the noise, the transformation noises. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, you know, like his, his that would have been a maybe uh, just a great, it would have been a good ringtone, like his transformation scene. You know, which they actually just take the soundbite from his Frankie and Johnny orgasm. <laughs> Got to be more specific. <laughs> Because he's only loud with Michelle Pfeiffer in that film. Have we done the? We haven't talked about that enough. Have we done the Ghost in the Darkness yet? Because we We absolutely need to. We almost did. Who gets killed, Kilmore or Douglas? We're going to spoil, ruin it for the listeners. I've never seen it. Douglas is killed off screen. Does he? And Kilmore, like, does he? He's fine. He's fine. Was it the the Ghost of Savo? Is that what those things are called? That's what the was it a real story? Yeah, it's a true story. What the Ghost of Savo or something? There's like some sort of cool name that they. And so there were the ghost. And the darkness, they they named two of them? Yes. Which one is responsible for the Michael Douglas, which killed him? I don't think anyone owned up to it, honestly. They didn't check the old... The, was it the ghost or the... I'm asking you, was it the ghost or the darkness? Which I, one did it? Let's let's assume it's the darkness, but there's yeah. no conclusive answer. They didn't go through their shit. It's 50-50. I don't know which one. I'm, I'd flip a coin. I'm leaning towards the ghost. Okay. But you think it's the darkness. I do. It's a good movie. You like it, huh? I really do. I've never seen it. Stephen Hopkins. What else did he do? Lost in Space, Predator 2. Lost in Space, which he, I, no, here's the thing about Stephen Hopkins. Used to date Re- Rebecca Gayhart for a long time. There's not no joking. way. Not joking. 100%. They used to be together for a long time. I was going to say, whenever you brought her up earlier, I was going to say she was in Lost in Space, but then I was like, I don't think she was. But that's what the connection is. What's his name? Stephen Hopkins. Also a producer on 24. For the duration, because he directed the pilot, if I'm not mistaken. Zoom in. He's a Jamaican, Jamaican Australian director. He still Jamaican residuals off of 24. Yes. Don't, don't, don't tell me he yelled into her vagina. 
There's no way that they were a scromping duo. There's no way that he gave her the heat rocket. There's no way she dropped a homicidal bush on him. <laughs> Did he touch her titties? I can't. I can't. The Google was like throwing up at me. I they can't. But I think that they did date. I think if someone could help me, I, I don't thought it was want... Brett Ratner. She was with. Hmm? Wasn't she with Brett Ratner? Maybe. I think she was with Hopkins though. I know she was with Eric Dane, your boy, partner of Brett Ratner. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh God. She can pick For over him. a decade. Let it. Let us file it into the record. I was right. You were wrong about somebody's dating history. I was wrong. They're, they weren't together. There's no Stephen Hopkins in her, in her, in her entire DNA structure. Oh my God. How could I be wrong about this? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm shook, man. I'm shook. I mean, it may, just because it's not on, on Wikipedia didn't mean they didn't gave it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to, I'll do a little more digging. I thought I had that right. I thought I had it right, guys. Okay. I typed in Rebecca Gayhart, Stephen Hopkins. Uh-huh. Nothing came up. Yeah. Well, maybe they had stricken from the record. I thought they were together for a long time. What's his Wikipedia say? Is he still working, Stephen Hopkins? He is the guy that did Lost in Space, right? I got some bad news. Huh? Jorge Cruz was the poor victim in that car accident. Let's just... Yeah, I mean, it's a horrible story. Mm-hmm. How dare Wikipedia not go into the his, the dating history of Stephen Hopkins? I'm going to file a complaint. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What, what's what's well, good about Wikipedia? Ridiculopedia, because that's where he'd be. I need to know, you know, this kind of stuff. I want to see... He, I know he's 63 now. And I want to see who he uh, bent the old dick <laughs> into. <laughs> I gotta know. I don't. So what's I the, don't have to know. The premise of the cursed. Okay, she started her car. Okay. Oh wait, no. the, let's talk about the movie. Jesus Christ. Um, this this movie takes place in France, <laughs> and uh, it starts. The premise is glad that <laughs> the premise I'm is glad that comedian Dennis Wilson just showed up. The, uh, it takes place Wolf- in that country. Is it Wolfburg? Here's the thing, Nick. There's a flashback. Starts out in 1917. It's, it's, a, flash, it's a weird. It's a flash forward. Flashback. Flash forward. What do you mean? Because it's a, it starts off in a flash forward. What are you talking about? It starts back. That's supposed to be present day, and they flash back to who this dude is. It starts off in the future, which is a flash forward by definition. <laughs> huh? And then it flashes back 35 years. Does it not? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie throws some serious time. It doesn't matter. What's happening is there's this uh, landowner, this rich guy. Seamus. His name, his name is Seamus, and he's got a family, a wife played by Kelly Riley, who is uh, from Yellowstone. Best known for being in a Clint Eastwood movie. And she's a good actress, and uh, they have two kids. And, you know, this guy, this rich guy, he's cutting it up. He's killing it. He's uh, making money. And... Uh, some gypsies move onto the property nearby or close by, and they're like, hey, this land is ours. We got a claim to it. That doesn't sit well Mm-mm. with a rich guy. He hires some thugs, and the thugs decide to kill all, almost all the gypsies, maybe all of them, this encamp, this camp of gypsies, poor, poor, poor folks. But they are getting ready to uh, curse the rich people with some silver teeth, which they make. Before the rich people show they up. They do. They they had a plan. Their plan got interrupted because they get slaughtered. But here's the thing. They still pull off that plan. They still they still pull off the plan. Mm-hmm. I got to say, they do a good job. Yeah. I mean, it's, not they didn't do a great job because they're super slaughtered. They did. They, they There's some violence in this one. And I think they there's a weird 
it seems like they're rounding up the kids at one point. Oh yeah, there's that, that's kind of a horrific scene where so there's this this camp and there's just this long shot of these guys just this this making it count group yeah. of guys going on horses and they just start shooting people up and killing them and and then they save two of the highlighted um, gypsies uh, to really kill. Yeah, which Tyne is, Daly and Stevie Nicks, I believe. Uh, one guy gets scarecrowed to death. <laughs> and then another woman gets buried alive with the silver teeth in her in her paws in her a little yeah. box containing a silver some silver a, so what what would you how would you describe this precious item it's a it's a silver mandible with uh, etchings mm. on it I guess it's got some teeth yeah and they have, they have some you're right the teeth have indiv- individual uh, symbols on them mm-hmm. and then what I guess the plan is just, just gaze at the poster for the movie you'll know what we're talking about and well the I think the teeth on the poster aren't similar they're not they're not they look a little bit dissimilar to what's in the movie i think it's a wicked zoom yeah anyway here's the thing those i think hold on the imdb app may uninstall if i click (laughs) on the curse one more time no they got the marking they do Mm -hmm. was i wrong though they don't they sort of don't look like the ones in the movie i mean they're the fangs are longer yeah that's what i'm saying they're different yeah thank you anyway so it made a big deal if daniels directed it here's the big Here's the big thing. You know, someone's going to pop in those false teeth and they're going to bite someone and that's how the curse kicks off. That You know that's going to happen, right? And it does. Mm. Here's, the, here's what happens. They bury this woman alive. The children in the town start dreaming of this crazy scarecrow and underneath this buried, uh, this buried object. And they eventually dig it up and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Why don't you go into a little bit more detail? Well, I mean, first of all, this movie does not flinch when it comes to gore no. and grotesque things and, and even with the, the ruination of children. I, I did like early on, they kind of show you some gross shit early on, which I like. When they're making the teeth, that was the first cool thing. Well, the first cool thing is how it opens. You really were impressed. Oh, because it's the war? Mm-hmm. It just looks good. This, this movie doesn't look digital, which I liked about it. it right. I mean, obviously, it's got to be because that's the world now, but... Very pretty, very well done. It's ele- it's elegantly made. It doesn't cheap out. And Sean Ellis is proud of his proud as fuck. The director, writer, cinematographer, he did everything. Yeah, producer. Here's how you pronounce it. Sean. The Battle Ellis. of. Some. The Battle of. Some. World War One, right? Oh, yeah. And this guy, he gets all shot up, and they pull him into this hell, this like this you know triage place, and everything. Mm-hmm. Every people they have a. A bucket full of feet and blood everywhere, yeah. looking horrible. And um, we see a foot added to that bucket. We do a little extra foot. There's some foot on it's spilling out of that bucket. On By the, the way, yeah, did it show up on the website? Wookie feet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I have to check. So then, um, this guy who's shot three times, the doctor starts pulling bullets out of him, out of his chest, and he's like, "You'll be fine. Let me just get these bullets out." And then he pulls a humdinger. <laughs> Of a gigantic bullet out of him, and he's like, "What? In the, this isn't a German bullet, right?" And uh, then that kicks off the flashback, and you find out why this guy has a weird bullet in a him—a silver bullet in him. Mm-hmm. It is a silver bullet, and it's shaped like um, I don't know, like a it's like a like a board game piece, like something Mario would die. Doesn't look like a bullet to me. It looks a little bit. <laughs> It's like a like a you know a game a game piece. It looks like a goddamn bullet. You think so? Yeah, yeah. It looks, but it's unspoiled. You know, it's in it's in bullet shape still. Typically, a bullet right. compresses upon impact, which tells me silver don't mal, don't mal. Sean Ellis dares to ask 
how did this guy get this bullet in him? And that is his story. It, it gives you this false sense of that this bookending sequence doesn't suck. And the audience is like, I want to know, like, how, what? This doctor, and by the way, the doctor is commenting as he's pulling these bullets out. He's commenting to his patient. He's like, what in the, where did this come from? Yeah. You know? Why I ought to? Just get the job done, bro. Here's what bothers me. I'm going to go. Very talkative. Obviously, Michael warned everybody at the beginning of this episode that spoilers are coming. Mm -hmm. This movie goes to the end where we find, you know, we find out who the person is that they took the bullet out of. And the movie's over. And they immediately die. But I was expecting. Right. Tell me if you felt this way. I was expecting that it was a werewolf that had been shot, but not a fatal blow. And once they remove the silver bullet, yeah, its weaknesses are no longer there, and it's able to manifest again. Yeah, it com- becomes a werewolf again. That's what I thought. That's was what I was. Happen. I was like champing at the bit. And like the people in the war, like we had it in, the, in that triage tent or whatever. We had it bad, and now there's a damn werewolf in here, and it's licking the feet bucket. It, it's yes. slashing the doctor across the throat. You know, it's. I thought that was going to maybe happen. People are going to be flying out of the tent. Exactly. But Sean Ellis said no. No, he doesn't like that lycanthrope. No, he's 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 going to make something beautiful and poetic at the end. Yeah. Oops. So yeah, I do like that. But and then of course mm-hmm. they destroy this this village of uh, these gypsy. They caravan. do. And. There's this Alice Cooper looking lady who is uh, the sort of the main culprit who curses them. Gets her boyfriend who who look like who did you say look like? Who did I say he looked like? I can't remember. No, oh, that's a huge mistake. He looked like somebody. Yeah, right? for sure. He looked like somebody. Maybe Strath. Nah, but there no. there's definitely an Oliver Reed look alike in this movie. But so she has this dude. I didn't realize that this guy. She must be like wicked in the sack because he did her bidding. And his he put some serious work into it. He did. She said, "Go make some, uh, go make these uh, silver teeth jaw for this curse." He and was like, "Yeah, I got." He's it. like, "I'm perfectly willing to rip the uh, mandibles off of a human skull." Right. I craft, got this. Yeah, melt down some coins, carve yeah. these beautiful you know things into it, make it into a perfect mouth. How do you? Th- I don't know if they were dating. You, you're you're putting these two people together. You think they were an item like Stephen Hopkins and Rebecca Gayhart? <laughs> that kind of that close? Yeah. Why else would he be like on the drop of a dime going over there and doing oh, hard work? So you you don't think they're friends, you don't think they're siblings, and you don't think they're just acquaintances. You think he was This is dick. not your typical witch doctor blacksmith relationship. Man, you just took off your she flung your shoes off. Yeah. This is getting serious. It's like the foot bucket. He makes some beautiful chompers. And it's weird because typically I've never seen a werewolf or a or a even a movie about some sort of a curse where People get bit with fake-ass teeth. There isn't... There's a movie... That reminded me of the... Did you ever see Vampire's Kiss? Of course you have with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's... Remember, he thinks he's a vampire, and he, he bites people with fake-ass teeth and that. But it doesn't grant him supernatural powers. No. And it doesn't turn people into actual vampires. So he he's just basically... He's, he's basically created, like, a magic item. It's like a plus-two biting... He does, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they're beautiful. And then instantly, she knew what was happening. She's like, well, our lives are worth less than a truckload of dead rats at a tampon factory. So let's... <laughs> Let's get let's get ready to be slaughtered. I don't think that was the goal. I think that they were going. You think that she knew they were going to get destroyed and ravaged, and then she, her whole plan was, "I'm going to get murdered with a pillbox or she's, whatever, like yeah, or a yeah. box with teeth in them." And then these kids kids are going to dream about it and dig it up. That was she's her like, plan. She's like, "This is our land, and we're not going to get our land, but die." Mm-hmm. So instead of turning around and just not having the land, let's get slaughtered and leave some weird teeth yeah, behind. That sounds like a. 
Anyway, so her boyfriend, quote unquote, whoever this guy is, they kill this village, which is a very, it's a horrible shot. Like I said, it's like a one, it's a, it's a, it's just that they just, he holds a camera on this from a long distance on this destruction. But then supplemental he, brown wall. Yeah, there you go. And then the, the you know, the, the guy that's commanding all this sets up a desk. I don't know to take to, to start to do some work in the middle of all this mayhem. And then his, his boys He's got a fantasy draft. His boys bring up the two uh, highlighted gypsies. You know, these two that we know and is like, and then one guy starts, he starts spitting on this guy, like the, the, the dude that made the teeth. And he's like, make an example of him. So they, they do, they do in a weird way. They tie him to a pole, like a, a cross, right? They put a coat on him, tie him to a cross, and then they um, put a bag over his head. Then chop his hands and feet up, feet off. Yeah. Okay. And then stick him up like a yeah. scarecrow. It looks like, like a scarecrow. And and I found out. I went on IMDb and it said the reason they did so they didn't want him to be able to count anymore. And then they bury her alive underneath him. So then the when the kids, start I have to admit, the burying her sequence was kind of funny for me. It was. It does look like she's getting like coffee grounds thrown on her face. But which it I reminded hope that's me. Of what the, they were. It reminded me of the ash thing. You got some dirt on you, and you know. Yes, some dirt on your face. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. When he <laughs> he's burying the dead. Yeah, but uh, that lady, that actress, the reason I think the audition for this movie was she. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, all right, we saw your headshot, fantastic. Lay down. <laughs> I got a shovel and a bucket of dirt. Let's see how you receive this. She's good though. She's fine. She's kind of you know she's fine in this movie. She receives you? a lot of dirt. She gets movie. dirt, and she looks like like I say, the dirt's getting in her mouth. So it's either you think that they're throwing like. Chocolate cake. Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly, up out on her exactly face what she's receiving. Dirt. Have you ever had that dis- this delightful dessert? I think it's called a grasshopper. I where, have. Where it's like a layer of like crushed Oreos and then gummy worms and then like a layer of cream and like a layer of more. You've talked about this before, but there's a different name for it. Okay. What's, what's the name for it? Well, I mean, I don't remember. I just remember I had a deaf friend who made it for me and it was fantastic. Excuse me? A deaf friend? <laughs> yeah. Coworker of mine back in the mid-90s. Super deaf, sweet person, made that dessert, and I can I, I could still taste it. Really, and so that when that scene when she's being buried alive, you hearken back to the time your coworker made made dessert for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so good. I bet it was good. Yeah, and then I've been chasing that. So there was a restaurant. This is huge zoom for guys. There was a restaurant in Dunwoody that did it, and the food it was called Brooklyn Cafe. The food was awful, but that dessert. Gave me, gave me just a bit of that glory. So the the dessert was good, but the food wasn't that great. Yeah. What did you order? What's the what was the food that wasn't too great? I said just throw a placebo, whatever this placebo food you got. I'm, yeah. I'm saving myself for dessert. Now there's a drink called the grasshopper cocktail, and that's got cream de mint and some other shit in it. I think there was when we were growing up. There was a cookie called grasshoppers. It was like maybe a, maybe it was called like a bucket of worms. Or, I, there's like a yeah. There is something yeah. I we're missing, but. There was a. Do you remember the cookie? There was a grasshopper cookies. It was like Oreos, but right. there was like it was green, like a green, green middle. Yeah, yeah. it was mint. They and, make those bad boys. And anymore? now, of course, they do candied grasshoppers. If you go to any candy store, they have that shit. Any candy store? If you go, no. If you go like to a uh, Fuzzy Wigs or like one of those boutique where you buy a by the pound, inevitably they're going to have some sort of a candied insect for you to destroy. Like for a real, like yeah. a real insect. Yeah, like either a larva, a fly, or a cricket grasshopper. Yeah, you've eaten them. I haven't. I've bought them as gag gifts, and my son gleefully ate one. Well, if they're gonna, if you're gonna eat one, Bear Grylls eats bugs all the time. I don't think he eats the candy variety. You know, he'll just dig out a worm out of the ground for a show and just slurp it down. That's got protein. That isn't. He's great. done though, right? He's got. He got canceled. Did not get canceled. He's all over the place. Why would he get canceled? 
Like canceled just as TV show got canceled or canceled and he did something bad? Canceled isn't a show. That guy's a super Christian. He's not getting canceled. Super Christian. Is he? Super Christian. Yeah, he's not getting canceled like in the, in the modern sense of the word. He's a... Because no Christians have ever done bad. He's uh, He's got a lot of shows. I've seen some of them. I kind of like some of them. I don't mind Bear Grylls. By the way, uh, Bear Midriff in this movie, though. So, anyways... Wait, wait, what... what? The, no, the horrible stuff starts happening, you know, the, and then, the, like I said, the kids are dreaming. 47 minutes. I know, the kids are dreaming, and they soon enough, they dig a box up. They dig these teeth up. Well, they're all dreaming this box. Mm-hmm. Everybody's and, dreaming this box. And this kid from town is like, look, kids. What's the kid's name? Fellow dreamers. His name is Timmy. He's like, fellow dreamers, let's go hunt down this box. Everybody's like, all right, let's go, let's go do it. I know it's going to be. Weird. Let's do it. Yeah, it's so, the worst thing we could possibly do. Let's just let's get it done. Why are we waiting? And so then he digs it up, and then he shoves these. He can't control himself. Shoves these silver teeth in his mouth and bites the son of the rich guy. Yeah. Um, By the way, that is the that's the grossest scene in the movie to me. Yeah, he's biting neck. He's like, no, no, no. Just the thought of unearthing that shit from the dirt next to the dead bodies putting and putting it in your mouth, just shoving the. That's the part I skeeve. You didn't like that. Huh? I don't mind any of the human casualties. You didn't like when they were pulling the bullets out of that guy. Either. I don't like that. I'm so tired of that. You're... I see it all the time. I don't like the way. I don't like the way that happens. I don't like the way the blood pools as it's making room. It's not good. You, it was, I think it was giving you some shivers. I just. It's too forensically accurate. See, I yeah. like. I like my gore fake, and and otherworldly. I don't like realistic gore. Yeah. This this movie had some. I don't mind like the kids that are like limbs are shit out. Yeah. But when they're pulling a bullet, it's like, you know, eh, too yeah, it's, soon. It's tough, yeah. Too soon. Too tough, too soon. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This. So, anyway, the son gets bit. He makes it home. Like It looks like he might be getting killed. He doesn't. He makes it home. But he is a shivering, bloody mess in bed sheets. And the doctor comes in, checks on him. He's like, look, I cleaned the wound. We're good. That's no, Ed, we're not that's good. That's their son, Eddie. Yeah, Edward. And, and, uh, and the, the sad part is, like, the doc is, like, he's there for about 10 minutes. Like, he does, he, he like, tells the parents, like, I think he'll be fine. He's, he's okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nope. What happens in the middle of the night? Uh, uh, we're, we're talking about a malpractice suit. Old uh, old Eddie starts having vines springing up out of him, and then he, he heads to the woods. Yeah, he runs right. out the house, and uh, everybody starts to look for him, and they can't find him. Soon enough, old Boyd Holbrook shows up to town. And he's on the hunt. Yeah, for this a wolf. this 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 is the most inept community I've ever seen. Why? Well, the way that they do search parties, the way that they do hunts. Mm-hmm. They the search party. You know, like in a search party, what you do is you make a line, right? You, sure. You cover as much ground as possible. These guys are all clustered together, yelling Edward, except for Timmy wasn't yelling. But and then when they're going hunting, they're Timmy all, was actually he, he was did not, he did not yell for Edward because he knew where Edward was. Oh, that's right. He was part of the party. He though. was part of the party, but he wasn't yelling for Edward. He was like. I'm going to keep my mouth shut in case I accidentally slip and say, I bit Edward with fake teeth by accident. Yeah, and his sister, Edward's sister, saw all this happen too, but they have an oath. She doesn't spill the deets. She doesn't tell. That's Charlotte. Is that her name Charlotte? Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, so she they she later rendezvous with one Timmy and, and, and like a church confessional. And, they, and, he, and so Timmy's whole thing was, he starts tying things back biblically to like Judas. Yeah. And she starts to fall asleep. She's like, I don't know what's going on. This is a little too complicated for me. Um, she's like, yeah, the silver Judas betray, you know, all that stuff. Kurt, he rips out a page of the Bible. He's very dramatic. By the way, everybody yeah. wears really tall hats in this. Yeah, that's true. Which reminds me of Judah, A-list actor, Judah Freelander. Yeah, is he still in there? Yeah, nailing it. And comedian. 
first and foremost, probably a comedian. Anyway, so... Th- Wait, can I hit the brakes real quick? Of course. You see what's happened on Twitter today? Huh. Trying to get a campaign going to get Corey Heim his own star, or Corey Feldman his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's happening on Twitter? Alex Winter got involved. And said no? They're, oh, well, because Lost Boys. Yeah. They're trying to get him in there. And what? I was like, that's one of the weirdest causes I've ever heard of. Who started Corey Feldman? Probably. I mean, I like Alex Winter. He's shown himself to be quite a great guy. Yeah. Maybe well, you know, he's just helping him. Out. Maybe that's a basket your eggs don't need. Did he, did he just throw a retweet on it? I don't care. Did I don't, he stump? Too him? much effort. Like even just hitting retweet, too much effort. Well, he's got to. He's too nice not to do that. And Ooh. perfect. I mean, did, are they going to give him a half star? Do they do half stars? I don't think so. Half stars on the walk. Does he have to share it with somebody else? Yeah. You get a half, and then we'll give the other half to, to like Wink Martindale. Another Corey, like Corey Hart, Wink Martindale would get a half star. Yeah, have, they should start doing half stars. Yeah, or maybe a planet. Yeah. Well, anyway, so well, where, where were we? We were rocking Lord, it. Boyd Holbrook comes in. He's a he's a um, pathologist. A a genteel and subtle British accent. He's not trying to stretch himself too much. Might remember Boyd Holbrook, this American actor from One Predator. And fantastic on Narcos, playing what character? I never see Narcos. It's a great show. Boyd? First of all, this is going to blow your pants away. Okay. You look at Boyd Holbrook's face. Right. It might remind you of somebody we know. And what's the name of the character he plays on Narcos? <sighs> Steve Murphy. That, really? Yep. And on Narcos? Mm-hmm. Looks a little like Steve Murphy. Who was the guy in Sands Ar- the Sons of Anarchy? Who was the main actor? Charlie Hunnam? That's who this guy. That's who Boyd Hoverk looks like a little bit, I think. He reminds me of Mike Patton a little bit in the face. Does too. he? And and Ron Eldard. Holbrook was pretty he's kinda good in this movie. I, he's good, by the way. Yeah. Good in almost everything. Hard think, hard it's hard hard to believe he's actually decent. He's good. I mean I mean he's believable, but he's also like He was in another horror movie recently that was beloved. Was he? Yeah. It was like a Netflix, straight to net, Shadow of the Wolf, Shadow of the Moon. Yeah, oh, like last year. Was it Beloved? I don't think so. Well, it was hyped. Actually, it was right when the pandemic started. Oh, I gotta, didn't watch it. We got to get on this yeah, boy Holbrook I, train. We'll, yeah. we'll do that soon yeah. then. Shadow of the Moon. I mean, I think people, they can't stop talking about it. Yeah. That in the movie with the Chloe Grace Moretz. Right. On the, on the plane. What is that one called? Shadows of the Clouds or whatever. Oh, that was a good movie. Shadow, you saw it? Yeah, it's a good movie. I, I own it. Damn it. Shadow in the Cloud. Yeah, I own it. You liked it? Yeah. Chloe Grace. I didn't, yeah. Um, anyway, so he uh, comes to town, and he's like, like he's had something happen. But if they ever do a Scooby-Doo revival, there's your Velma. Big time. You think so? Super Velma. She's Super Velma. All right, so Boyd Holberg rocks ass. Comes in, and got he's that got note down. He has a tragic past where he is, his family, his wife and child, he was in town where a curse broke out, werewolf started happening, and uh, his family took the loss. Now he's out for revenge. Uh, trying to, you know, kind of tracking these gypsies. Have we talked about Timmy yet? What happened to Timmy? We didn't talk about what happened to Timmy. I I moved on, but what happened to Timmy is (laughs) as soon as he starts to clutch that page of the Bible, he walks outside the church. He sees a naked Edward at the forest's edge. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out into the woods alone. I mean, a naked Edward beckoning to me at the woods. Mm -hmm. This is normal. He immediately gets his arm broken and shredded in half. He makes a break for he a He takes shed. it well. Remarkably well, considering. His hand, he still uses his hand to kind of hold the Bible page as he gets ripped apart. He does take the loss. They find his uh, mealworm-covered body, it looks like. Yeah, he did not survive, Mm-mm. but luck- luckily he left his action figure behind. He does. He's been His like little uh, totem in this is he's got a little wooden action figure. 
Like a that, horse, a dude on horseback? Looks like it. Yeah. And there's a little toy. It's a little keepsake. And they give it to his dad. And they said, here's, here, um. He's like, you'll die clutching this as well. I think Boyd Holbrook gives it to him. You'll yeah. want this back. He's like, did you fuck up a crime scene to get this for me? Yeah, absolutely. So we need to talk a little bit about. He's a pathologist, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's what we said. Sean Ellis. He's like, you know what? Werewolf uh, mythology, not good enough. Yeah, not enough mileage on it. Not good enough. Let me twist this shit. Let me put my Ellis spin on it. And so describe how the transformations in this movie happen, how the werewolf, and it's not really a werewolf. It's, it, it can't. Maybe it's not. We keep calling it a werewolf, and Holbrook says it's a wolf. It's a wolf. werewolf. It's a different kind of werewolf, but it's a werewolf. Talk about it. Describe it. Bald is a dream. It looks like the it's I Am not, Legend dudes kind of yeah. whatever, walking around on all fours. But I like this development. But it's got a secret center. I love, I love the, yeah, they got a man battery inside. It's got a secret center. So when you get bit by one of these bad boys, you suffer for a while. You get the fever. You get, you get delirious. The vine, you get the fucking tentacles. If you're a maid, you, you pour water shakily with a shaky hand. First clue. And then the vines come out, the flesh vines, I guess, and they form a kind of a cocoon creature over your body. And then you start... And you're in a cute, cute little amniotic sack. Like you're like you're like Pacific Rim in that wolf around town. Later, Boyd Holbrook traps one, uh, makes a trap and tricks it, and kills. Well, you think they kills the wolf. They drag. It's they, sort of a thing kind of scene. Yeah, they drag this creature back to a barn, and he starts dissecting it. And they're like, "Oh, gross!" It's actually the, they are remarkably unfazed. Well, listen, I was saying, "Oh, gross!" And then he cuts out the original victim. The who you thought Second transformed? Victim. Yeah, the way, you know the the, the the person that the, the the flesh vines covered. Yeah, the lady with the big she's nose. She's in there. Yeah. This this is the woman, and um, and then she's also mad, like she's like crazed, and yeah. he's like, "Look, they never come back from this shit. You might as well just put her out of her misery." I'm as never well. wrong about this. You got to double kill them. You got to kill the shell. You got to kill the. It's like a Cadbury egg. Yeah, sort of. It's like yeah, it's like a Kinder. One of those. What are those things? Yeah, called? yeah, like, right. Those little Kinder. Egg things. It's a secret center, is what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. so kill them both. And Boyd Holbrook says, look, they don't come back from this. He's wrong. He actually isn't necessarily wrong. Tell me why. Because the curse has been lifted by that point. Oh, really? Well, I mean, they killed... Remember, they have their yeah. vengeance creature. You're fair enough. So they've yeah. killed Seamus. Mm-hmm. They've exacted their revenge. Is, so the, is the Wendigo a vengeance creature? I don't think so. Is it a curse? Sort of. Have we done a Wendigo movie yet? Have we? Missed opportunity if we haven't. Wendigo, man, in there, kind of bringing up the lower tier monsters. I think should be rated a little higher than it is. Lower tier to us white folk, but not lower tier to the people that live and die with that shit. Wendigo is a is a creep. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, just in the movie monster, like I got Wendy's to go the other day. Actually, was, I think it should be a little ranked a little higher. I'm not going to argue with you yeah. about Wendigo knowledge. Think the name holds it back? A no. Bit? You think it's a good name? A huge name. Yeah. Actually, when it goes rocking up the charts, I'm pretty sure. You think it's moving? Yeah. So anyway. But n- number one, the bullet, Edward. <laughs> yeah, so Edward. So anyway, what this movie amounts to then is a bunch of people outside during the day in the fog going, did I hear something? Is something weird happening? Is there some uh, some crazy noise? And then getting um, close-up slaughtered by the wolf. Well, sometimes I guess getting close-up maimed. Yeah, no, I'm actually... One of the things I don't like, because I really, this is movie, this movie's sort of in my wheelhouse, but there are parts of it that irritate the dick out of me because, first of all, the wolf creeper, not that effective of a hunter, if you think about it. Let's yeah. its pre- now, maybe it's letting its prey go to help further the, the, the cause. 
Yeah. Not the, and, and also, and surprisingly, you see this creep early in the movie, pretty full on, yeah. and you do throughout. Even though There's some not... great shots, shots of the creep. There's a shot towards the end when it everybody in town is holed up into a church so they can all get slaughtered at once. There's a, like kind of a, a still shot almost of, of, of this uh, wolf in the doorway, this creature in the doorway, which is cool. The we did prob- Deep Blue Sea too, by the way. We did, yeah. But the problem is, once it starts to kind of like have do where you know creature havoc within the church it looks bad i think like the but the shots of it when it's kind of standing still yeah which a lot of times wouldn't be good either i think this movie gets pretty good it gets right it helps and and this is i mean the the, the if for anything else if you're a human being who really gets off on candles being lit and oh, yeah. torches being carried mm-hmm. you're gonna lose your business like we take time our time on this podcast obviously we have a very long podcast but this movie takes its time too there's a lot of hall walking in this there's a scene when boyd holbrook who's staying at the rich person's house um wakes up from a bad dream gets up shirtless walks out into the hall turns around and goes back into his room that's the scene like they kept it you know, this like, movie is like an hour and 50-something minutes. Uh-huh. It would be an hour and 20-something minutes if they just took all the igniting of torches or candles yeah. and extinguishing of torches. And there's a lot of, like, there's a scene at the end when the, 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 the main villain of this movie is the rich guy. He's the daddy that's looking for a son. Who won't own up to his fuck-up, by no. the way. And, you know, like, Once you've seen a naked werewolf, maybe it's time to say, yeah, maybe I fucked up. He, uh, yeah, he's the one that commanded these these killers to, to to slaughter the gypsies, and and then these guys took a picture, and they have in this, and he has it framed in his house of the, of them standing by like dead bodies, these killers. Anyway, Boyd Helbert keeps kind of questioning and poking at it, and his wife knows and disapproves of the slaughter. Kelly Riley, by the way, and uh, but yeah, the guy won't own up to it, and he he just seems like he's kind of going about his day, even though his son's missing. He's just kind of trying to return to normal life. Now, I'm going to put on your clothes for a second. Yeah. Kelly Riley. Yeah. Great actor. I do. I agree. Great. I think she's very good. And a star now because of Yellowstone. Right. On a hit show. She is in this movie to be oblivious and then to show her breasts mm-hmm. and then to be a victim. A sort of a damsel in distress. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I think most of the people in this movie almost are damsels in distress. Distresses, even though... Uh, I'm not complaining. Boy, Boyd is... But... It's, I guess the action. You could have here. put a golem of just meat and bone in that role, and it would have acquitted itself similarly. Yeah, I mean, are you yeah, saying her role isn't large enough for her? Actually, it's, it's just talent? yeah. I mean, great. It's great. I'm sure she needed to mm-hmm. keep her acting chops up in between seasons and all that. But she is too good for what this role offers. Yeah, and she is, it, I think she has a couple of nice moments at the end when she's about to die. I think that the, the final scenes there are okay. Like she's good. I think she's good. In this, it's just a yeah. She doesn't have much of much to do. It's I guess that's what you're saying. She's there to cry whenever Boyd Holbrook is telling his sob story about his family, even though her son's missing and she's stressed out. And he, I think, I think there's a little bit of a millennial in his character where you know he's got this really sad story and and he wants to keep it close to the vest. And then he types he uh, tattoos his dead wife's name on his hand. It's Edith. By the way, yeah, his wife's name's Edith. The movie starts off in a bunker. Oh my god, that's such a huge zoom. That's an incredible zoom. I think I thought for sure because here's one thing that they let you know: Kelly Riley not being satisfied in the bedroom. Like she is that is your extrapolation. She is not <laughs> getting her uh, boat floated 
betwixt the sheets. Um, <laughs> she is naked in the bathroom. Her husband walks in, and she she is naked. She's like, hey, hey, hey. Check these rockets And he's out. like, slowly closes the door. He's like, nah. And then she looks crestfallen. I don't think that's, that's not right. That's not what I took from it. What did you take from I it? I took that he walked in, saw her beautiful naked form, and she was like, you ain't getting this. You don't deserve it. I'm done with you. You read the scene wrong. Because that is not what the director. There is had. no way that he was grossed out by. She's her. like, is it? He's not grossed out. She's like, is it boner time? And he's like, never, not interested. <laughs> bullshit. It's they not got, bullshit. They got two. Like they built Charlotte, who is a mm-hmm. beautiful young lady, right? And Edward, whatever the fuck he Those is. Those kids ain't brand new. It's been a while. That's what this director's saying. Boyd Holbrook shows up, and she's like, it's been a while. Now I thought it was gonna go. To that direction, I thought they were going to have a little bit of heat. Mm-hmm. They don't get between the sheets. No, there's no, that's not what happened. Mm-mm. There is no way that she's that wanting... scene is what's happening. No, they're trying to tell you that this marriage is a little bit on the rocks. That's what the director said. Oh, the marriage is on the rocks, but yeah, not yeah. because he doesn't want it because he don't deserve it. She is gr- she is done with him. Jesus Christ, you were reading. That have scene you seen wrong. his hair in this movie? He is wearing the scared Grand Moff Tarkin hairstyle. We're going to have to have the audience decide, the, 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 the people decide, and I think they're going to side with me on this one. Here's another thing. That guy looks like Sting. What's the actor's name? He looks like Ho- the Hobbit Sword? What's the actor's name? The actor, he's got a cool name. Yeah, you said Thaddeus you really like him. McGovern Shithat. What's his name? It's like Finagle O. Boyd Holbrook, Alistair something or other, right? Boyd Holbrook does something in this movie that made us very happy. Alistair Petrie. He tests the blood uh, on the door. There's a He does some investigating uh, around the house, and uh, he's, you know he's like, your boy's missing. I'm going to take a look around. He scrapes some blood off the door, puts it under the microscope. Yes, you heard it right. My man has not only has a microscope, he's got a golden microscope, Nick. Now, I guess it's brass, but look, I don't know. He's got some we don't. We don't have that golden microscope. But he zooms in on these blood, like the blood, he's like, <gasps> and then he takes his own blood, and right. zooms on that, mixes them together, and comes to no conclusion. No, that's what I love. If you were to put me in the seat of like a uh-huh. really cool industrial like harvester, sure, that's what he looked like operating that microscope. <laughs> well, I, I don't he, know what he was doing. He's a pathologist, so I guess he has to look at things under... He's like, I think this hole is where my eye goes. <laughs> but that's the, the best part is he... They show us the, the cells start cannibalizing each other, and it's like he gets distracted and comes to... He doesn't even take a note. He doesn't jot anything down. He just like, what's for dinner? Is someone making soup? There's a lot of dinner in this movie where they oh, interrupt. They have, like, they have like what you would call banker's hours. At the end of the movie, the, the, the rich guy is getting destroyed by his, soon to, his turned uh, maid. And what, what covers the sound of the violence? Boyd Holbrook is downstairs making tea. Yes, he is. Like, ooh. He moved right in. Like he's like, oh, I'm not, don't worry about. It. I'll get my own tea. I can, I'll make it. Yeah. Well, he's well. The maid was busy being a fucking werewolf. As the dad's the dad's getting his throat ripped out, he starts eating Cheetos downstairs. It's like in an old old <laughs> yeah. fashioned bag, you know. He's but like, it's still he's trying to see if his ass fits the indentation on in his recliner. <laughs> yeah, he he is. Uh, they're out of snacks by the time Boyd Holbrook packs well, his suitcase. Not, as long as end. Charlotte's there. Jeez. You started it. <laughs> she is. Uh, what's that actress's name? Uh, I remember it. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> I remember it until now. But it's yeah. She it's, has a, she has a name. It was it's, a, like, it, it's like Allison 
blunt, but it's not. It's like a Emily Brown sticks or so. It's like a it's a first name and then a last name. Right, I'm gonna read off the names in here, and maybe you can tell. No, me. no, it's 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 like Emily blown down. <laughs> is that what it was? Amelia Crouch. And then the guy that plays the rich guy is um, Alistair, Alistair Petri. Petri. And then the maid who plays um, Anes, Anise, Anise. Irrelevant. Roxanne Duran. That's Ooh, not a bad name. That's a hot name. Amelia Crouch. Is that what she said? Yeah. That's a good name, too. Max McIntosh plays the. I, I, I the had boy. to check to see if he was the son of Stephen McIntosh from the Guy Ritchie movies. I don't think he is. No. We're doing a great job. I think we're killing it. And um, so, so I, let's talk. Okay, let's talk about. You're talking about how inept Holbrook is like really effective with the first hunt. He builds these these uh, what do you call yeah. deadfalls? Well, he, here's how effective he is. He make yeah he builds deadfalls. He sets up these traps because he's going to trap the way, wolf. By the way, movie Deadfall starring Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, and who else? Somebody I love. Yeah, Australian Eric Bana. Ben, Eric Bana. Yeah, I love me some Eric Bana. So okay, here and who's the actress? There's a there's a there's also a good actress in it. Yep. Who? Amelia Crouch. No, it's not Jennifer Carpenter. Someone. It's, no, fuck. You said good. No, she's great, actually. Who no, uh, is it John Entwistle? Uh, is it? I remember I watched the beginning of it because I just had to see if Eric Bana was as awesome as I remember and he is. Also in Lone Survivor, I didn't remember. 1990. Naomi Watts? I don't think it's Watts. Oh, is it Sienna Miller? It might might be Sienna Miller, who is a good actress. I love her. Um, great Baroness. But I don't think it is her. Paradise. Olivia Wilde is basic on this. Okay, so, and then there's <laughs> looking through the cast list. Patrick Curtin plays the state trooper in this. Okay, I like me some Pat his Curtin. profile picture is a person on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Taking us right back to Alistair Petrie at, in this movie. Where <laughs> <laughs> were oh so so anyway so Boyd Holbrook's out there. He's setting up traps for the werewolf. He's like. He's I got like, this. He's like, I'm going to do my, um, early, you know, 19, whatever, what is it, there, late 1800s in this? Because like, it's been a while, right? Well, yeah, it's because it, 1917-ish is mm-hmm. when the flash forward is. He's like, I'm just going to act like an old-timey jigsaw and set up traps for these werewolves. Here's the thing. He then falls asleep after he sets the traps. He's exhausted because he's been digging Oldest holes. Oldest trick in the book. Guess who shows up when he's asleep? Bald wolf. Yeah, wakes him up. Yeah, but... He turns the tables, though. But I, I was like, "That's." But there's a shot in slow enough. motion of him of the wolf, him the wolf being hurled over him, trying to snap at his face, mm-hmm. while being hauled to the deadfall. You're not going to bite that beautiful face on my watch. No creature. way, no way. I really don't think we can call it a werewolf. You keep saying it's a werewolf. I don't. I think it's a new type of. Creature. I think. I think the problem isn't with the film. I think the problem's with our rigid interpretations of what a werewolf can be. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. If, if, I mean, that's what you call a horizontal zoom. Yeah, you critiqued us. The trap anyway. did work, but then he's shitty later. You know, everybody's inconsistently weird in this. Like, they are either smart or stupid routinely throughout. So here's something that happens twice in this movie I thought was kind of odd. Amelia Crouch. When Edward gets attacked by Timmy, who's wearing the silver teeth at the beginning of the movie, yeah. he gets bit in the neck, he turns around to the rest of the kids, and he says, and directly to his sister, he says, run, as he's getting shredded. Yeah. Later, there's... Three hapless victims out, you know, like kind of farmhands out in the wood, you know, and they're out in the fog. And the this one of the the women woman of the bunch, she gets she's getting mauled by the creature. Mm-hmm. And this guy steps in and saves her. And she, you know, like as she's bleeding, he he turns around and he says, "Run!" And he gets shredded. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, once I, I'll allow, 
give me something else. Maybe he could say, you know, go. Maybe he could switch it up. I think it's a mirror to the individual. What do you mean? When you're, when you're facing St. Peter's escalator, right? Yeah. Your true self shines out. Right. Like you, you're dead, and your last gesture reflects your true self. Those were very selfless people. They were selfless. Yeah. They, they were shredded. They fucked up. But here, maybe, like I'm just saying, I'm going to give this guy a piece of advice, this uh, Ellis. John Ellis, yeah. Maybe, like, instead of run, you can say track or, uh, like, what's a, another good a good word for that? You know, um, skedaddle. skedaddle is a good one. Yeah, skedaddle yeah. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the bricks, pal. Get out of here. I don't know if it's a werewolf or not, but it's about to shred I'm me. dying weird. I'm dying weird from a bulb. The guy in the fence, though, man, he was just mining. It was weird. He was sort of minding the, the fence a little bit, and then he was found dead on the fence. Yeah, he was. He was found dead on the fence. I wish there That's... was. I wish the creep was a combination of a man in a suit and a CG. I think it was all CG. You think so? I think so. I didn't bother me. I like. I like the. Like I said, I like kind of the sh- the the still shots or not. There weren't still shots, but the, when they show the creature revealed slowly, I think they did a good job. It's just when it was flinging people at the end, I thought it was. I, I didn't hate that. You like that? I don't mind people getting flung around in church, but that's the yeah. pre- preaching of the choir. So everybody's sharing this dream, Nick. What did you think about that? They're sharing creepy the shit. There's some creepy shit in that dream. So they're dreaming. So we we talked a lot about the creature. The scarecrow gets a but lot the of screen. Scarecrow time. is also a monster in this, and that's more of a a movie monster. That's yeah, it, it it's it's lunging towards people in the dream. It's putting its arms around people. It's creepy. Yeah, a very successful uh, harbinger. There's a weird shot where he kind of looks at the camera. I think it's in the trailer. And then the Boyd Holbrook's family shows up in his dream, and then the creature puts his arms around around him. his family, like, and we're going to go leads them fuck. Off. Yeah, yeah. I have no hands, no legs. Or no feet, but I got a huge Johnson. And he says to Boyd Holbrook, goes, I'm the daddy now. Yeah. You know? But Boyd gets to one up. because he gets, daddy. He gets to take Eddie and Charlotte at the end and build them into his own nuclear family. That's true. He does, he does after all the mayhem settles down and all the battles fought, he does adopt the kids. And by the way, because sh- guess what? Some more they, advice they need Sean parents. Maybe yeah. throw out one more CG at the end there. Like what? Don't put the old age makeup on Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> Because they got this other, like this, you know, this wizened actress playing Charlotte in her advanced age. Yeah, and they've in her got. 40s or they so. said, "Well, let's just throw some cotton on Boyd Holbrook. And let's maybe, like him make. Let's make him like young with wrinkles. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, it's like a very. He looks like Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, you know, but maybe old him up. But he's dying in bed. Like she goes to tell him that I guess the son died. We find out Edward does recover from being a, uh, a creature. Well. And goes to fight in the war and dies. Well, the weird, yeah, that's weird, and it's it's cool because this kid, this actor, this young actor who plays mm-hmm. Edward, must not be American because he is happy to be naked, and we don't see his, you know, we don't see his shit. No, but he is nearly naked coming out of that amniotic wolf sack, and he's naked at the woods edge. He's shirtless. He's naked as the day is long. Is he? I just and, and I, I got to give it. I mean, like it's just a boy. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> An artist. He's actually actually pretty good in this. He, he has he, he looks like a young Stephen Graham to me. He has to like he has a scene in this where he's covered in slime, looking pale, looking dead, lying next to his his mom, his shot mom. And I I do appreciate at the end whenever she's she faces down the creature who she knows is her son, and she says, "Hey, run!" No, she says like stop, and and he does, and then attacks her, 
and Boyd's like, hey, I'm sorry, I got to do it. I got to shoot you through the back to get mm-hmm. to the front of this creature with my silver bullet. Yeah. He doesn't try to take a step to the left or right and aim around. He just shoots through her. Yeah. And she's like, it's fine. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I like getting back blown out, dying beside a wolf. Oh, my son spilled out of him? Cool. Was Actually, it, so he did. So then Hillary, Hillary Clinton wrote a book about this, right? It takes a week to kill a village, right? Or something like that. So wait, did, I, I forgot. So she, he did get silver bolted, and and, and the, does the casing, the the wolf, the creature casing disappear? He, you don't have to get cut out of of this. Oh, I'm just gonna assume his the wolf is off to the side, all bloodied out. You think so? Yeah. And he just crawled out again. He yeah. crawls out, yeah. and he's fine. He's not fine. He, he gets fine. She dies thinking he's not fine. He tell Boyd Holbrook at the end whispers to this kid, and and he says, "It's not your fault, son." I I disagree. I think a little bit maybe his fault. You got to be thinking about this. This is the 1800s. Like yeah. they don't even understand what like circles are at this point. <laughs> and now this lady's got to accept. <laughs> Plays the microscope, see that? She has to accept that her son is is the is fucking. In the drift inside this fucking wolf. To be fair, like she is backshot, so it, <laughs> you know, she's got other things on her mind too. But she, she dies before she realizes he, he, she, he's alive. Remember, he wakes up. He does that thing where you think he's uh, dead. He's like, "Mom, I'm fine." And he takes a big old breath, like, "Yeah, you know, hey." And he says he doesn't remember anything. Hmm. And Boyd's like, "Well, I got. We have a long ride to my. Let me catch uh, you up to to the home with." Conveniently, a bedroom and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, it's Timmy's weird. dead. That's that's one. That's one. Remember when Timmy him. bit you with the fake teeth, and then you became a wolf and murdered a village. You got him back plus, and your sister. Guess what? I'm just gonna say you got your own room. No sister, she's fine. You no, know, I'm saying is in uh, when we move to the new place, your sister's got. She's gonna be sharing a room. <laughs> He's like, but we, we could build a bunk. And, and Boyd puts his finger over his mouth. <laughs> Don't you worry, son. And so then they, you know, back to present day. Now you know the this, this history of this bullet. You know the history of the soldier, this captain. He's a captain in the army. And he's also capped. He's done. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, he gets, that surprised the shit out of me. I was like, yeah, maybe keep him alive. They put a sheet over him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they roll credit. So actually, no, the last scene is. Old age makeup, Boyd Holbrook, oh. right? Yeah, that, that's so strange because, first of all, this poor kid had a rough go, mm-hmm. period. Like, oh, we let you live so you can get destroyed in the war. But why not have him come to and set up potential other story? Because right. the, idea, the idea of a half-wolf dude sort of, I mean, if you think about injustice, you know, there's some pretty big injustice that he could be avenging in World War One. But anyway, we're not Sean Ellis. That's obvious. He's uh, he's uh, riding a platinum horse, and we're sitting here. By the way, there's some horses on fire in this movie. There was, yeah. They, so at the end of the movie, one of the big... I just saw another movie with horses on fire in it. Did you? Does that ring a bell? Mm-mm. Firestarter? Maybe, but I saw something. There was something. Maybe it was one of the Yellowstones. I mean, this wolf has a lot of horses. But there's a horse on fire. Mm-hmm. I recently saw it in a movie, and it crushes me. That this was some that was the, like the least convincing effect in this movie was the horses. On I mean, two thousand twenty-two horses on fire. I mean, that people. I mean, they, this is a big year for horses. Now you agree? So far, they've been off to a. I mean, what do you? 
they're on fire this year, horses. <laughs> like, people can't they can't stay out of the news. Yeah, it's true. But in this movie, they're actually on fire and they're running across. No one even gives them a, a passing look. They the whole estate's on fire. You know, yeah, um, it's just another neighing candle as far and, as they're concerned. And <laughs> and Daddy, the villain, he gets attacked by his maid, who's and then he gets before he can change. He says, "You know what? I'm going to just light myself on fire." For some reason, Boyd Holbrook tries to stop him, but I mean, we know. It's Although coming, I right? love this because the first shot, as as he sets himself on fire, he is handling it quite well. At and first. I was like, "What a stoic!" And then he starts screaming. And then he is terrified. He's help. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, you know, you can't control that, but he's still happy to die because he, he said, "I don't want to transform into you know." And plus, I don't want to clean up. Like he, I think he also doesn't want to clean up the house. Because it's going to be a mess after, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although, there's got to be a part of him. He's like, I want to find out what it's like to be in an amniotic sack, chilling out, Mm. riding around in this badass wolf. He's like, don't do it. I think I might be able to shoot you with a silver bullet and save. Oh, he's already lit on fire. Yeah, it's a shame. You think the curse, because after he dies, the curse is over. And so then people can come out of being this And his last words, remember his last words, his last words, tell my wife and daughter I'm sorry, and tell Rage Against the Machine they can use my likeness on their album. Do you remember that? I actually, the more I think about it, I kind of like the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's 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 well made. It reminded me, of course, of, and I'm sure it got compared to that the guy David David. What's that guy's name? Eggers. Is that his name? David Eggers. What, David compared Eggers. to what? The Witch. Really? Yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm that sure. movie is one of the most overhyped movies in my. I think that movie is better than this for sure. I think that movie's a lot better than this. But I I don't I didn't dislike this movie. I mean, it's a. It's, I will tell you, I hated. That actress. Anna Taylor-Joy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to like her. Or is it Anya? Anya. I'm starting to like her. Why? I haven't seen Soho yet, but she's quite good in Peaky Blinders. She's very good in that. She's good in uh, The Queen's Gambit. Very good. You didn't watch Queen's Gambit? You might like that. I saw part of the first episode. Yeah. And then I didn't really... I was waiting for Remy LeBeau to show up. Oh, fair enough. Um, So look, you're you're in the fucking village, and you hear a whirring sound, and you're like, oh, and you go, and it's just a burning guy, and then you leave. But in another village, there's a tattoo artist, and he's ready to put something on your flesh for the I curse. Got I got this. Extreme. You got? Extreme. You're going to be like, man, extreme. Somehow I'm going to ask the t- tattoo artist to do this. Is there any way you can get an extreme close-up on a bird? I'll put it on my shoulder. A <laughs> bird, of course. I mean, people got bird tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I don't want just a bird tattoo. I want an extreme, extreme close-up. Right. Of like a bird face. Of extreme. By the way, listeners, Justin's looking at his elbow every yeah. time he says this. And you this. can see like it's acne. Do birds get acne? Yeah. So you, that's how close. Well, Roadrunner dealt with acne. So I mean. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just saying ex- so extreme you can see his like nostril hairs. Nice. That's that's what I'm doing because Ellis, he shows the birds in this. He shows birds acting weird in the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird in the trees. He does. Yeah. And, uh, and he, weird posting up against Robert Parrish. I don't know this, and then you you notice the birds are pecking on a tree branch right after the kids. Well, there's a lot of a like tree. antagonism with wood in this movie. Mm-hmm. Kids have little wooden such, swords fighting. Such a huge zoom! <laughs> such, <laughs> what a huge zoom! That that's just beautifully said too. A lot of antagonism with wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they burn a house down. Yeah. Do you think that he has got a problem with wood, the yeah. director? Yeah, yeah. I, I. That's a question. It'd be good to hear yeah. him answer that. Does he answer? Does he answer it in interviews? I don't think so. After seeing your movie, you have a problem with wood? Yeah, obviously you do. Mm-hmm. You, but you don't have a problem also, with Also, does the dad credit. have a problem you know, getting wood? No, he Is didn't that... because she wasn't interested. He wasn't interested. He 
had ruined it, and she gave him a look, said, don't even. She's like, I got my front off, and I got water on me. And you ain't how's coming this, in. How's this look? And let me see your response. He slowly backs out and closes the door. She's like, and she says, shit. This bra don't need pushing. You look too much like cushion. Ain't happening. We'll have to ask the, the fans. Yeah. All right, what about you? What tattoo? So I've got a, a tapestry of ruined Timmy across my back. Fair enough. Like uh, just in full detail, bent arm, ruined body, face all oh, ruined he out. He was gnarly. Copy of the uh, uh, book of Ezekiel coming out of his chest, you know, his, his pocket, little ruined toy. Just like a perfect, perfect reproduction of the Timmy in the, Timmy in the cabin. Right. And the funny thing is, I go to the tattoo artist, and I say, I don't even get the word Timmy out of my mouth. He's like, I'm on it. Perfect. Oh, because it's the one that everybody's been yeah. asking yeah. for. Yeah, like, ruined he Timmy. can do it with his eyes closed at this point. Look, movie's over. The credits have rolled. You've already found out that there's a girl with the last name Kiss in this movie. But now, there's a stinger, a little extra scene at the end. Right. What you got? I got a perfect one. Let's hear it. Timmy in the shed. <laughs> Pathology comes in. They, the first guy goes in, he... He throws up the the, the the police captain, whoever is constable, yep. whatever the hell the guy is. Lieutenant. Lieutenant comes out. He's like, oh. And uh, Boyd Holbrook goes in and he goes, get in here, guys. And he starts giving him mouth to mouth. We got to bring him. And he started, this is a totally. We got a totally live sh- one here. He's a shred- he's totally shredded. Got worms crawling Just all over Just picture him. my back. You'll understand. And he, uh, he uh, starts giving him mouth to mouth. They bring in like a wooden, what are those things with the paddles? Yeah, the fibrillator. The fibrillator clear and they get timmy back to life they get him nice. they got him why didn't by the way timmy, by the way you know what that means turn on a wolf. yeah <laughs> i know but that's the thing is like yeah i guess the i guess he does like half kills he kills half the people that he yeah. and then he turns the other half is that what's going on it's like him? me when i order malaysian food sometimes right. i'll i'll just pick at it sometimes i'll go all in like this week i went all in yeah you did yeah. what did you have i had a like a brothy soupy thing with with oh, coconut and yeah. and you know things in it. You have noodles in it. Noodles for sure. I love that, like sauce and yeah. Like the problem is super good. I'm because I'm on the road, mm-hmm. and Richmond actually has a great food scene. I had it Uber eated to my hotel. Sure. Fucking those plastic spoons. I hate plastic are not spoons. built for that no, kind of shit. And, I, and they, I hate. There's a little bit of a taste to a plastic spoon. I can't get around either. I hate plastic. Spoons. Actually, I I love that. I order that. Actually, if I can order that at a restaurant, I would. Plastic spoon taste. Are you kidding me? It is my favorite Magic Soundgarden Marker smell. About yeah, it's fucking yeah. good. Hey, anyway, um, by the way, Timmy back. He's back, and he says, "What happened?" And Boyd Hubbard says, "Don't look to the right, the right side of your body, because it's missing." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to do the best we can. Here's Hold this ice cream cone because uh, we're going to be working on this. <laughs> That's nice that they give him. And did they have yogurt back then? They did. He said, you like frozen yogurt, kid? Timmy, you like frozen yogurt? Yeah. And then as he's licking it, he says, this tastes like a, pl- it's like a plastic spoon taste to this thing. He's like, that's just because your tongue is removed as well. You don't have. Anyway, go ahead. I, that's my <laughs> delete this extra scene. They had frozen yogurt back then. They did. That's that was huge. the. That's, yeah. Remember, he says that at the beginning of the movie. Whatever he says, man, I can't believe they invented frozen yogurt. He's like, what do they think of next? Yeah, yeah. He's like, actually, it says at the bottom, it says, uh, "Freshens." <laughs> As you go, all day, when was frozen yogurt invented? Um, I have uh, so the credits roll, and the the movie understands your needs. Sean Ellis is way ahead of you, uh-huh. and there's another 18 minutes of candles being lit. And torches being lit and oh, extinguished, man. yeah, and carried through rooms, and you're like, man, 
I need to drink some water because I have ejaculated a lot. Uh, 1970s. That was great. Close not enough. That, not that long. And, um, Let me round down. Originally, originally called Froger. Hard to believe they changed that. All right, so. Kid, hold this Froger cone. I'll just keep calling him baby. Gonna... I'll keep calling him baby Yoda. Um, so, look, <laughs> you've been given the financing to have your. <laughs> oh, I said something stupid? No, it's just. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's like, I fucking can't believe it. I, like, I didn't know what you were talking about. I, I remember. <laughs> You've been given the money to have your own business associated with the curse. Mine's easy. Okay. You know how ice cream trucks have a little musical tune that plays as they drive through the neighborhood? I do. So yeah. does my, my wolf shaving truck. <laughs> sick of sick of a wolf with hair yeah i mean like you hear that unmistakable wolf shaving music <laughs> 8-bit wolf shaving music echoing off the houses yeah. sure yeah yeah my beautiful fucking van shows up and yeah we're there man we will shave that fucking wolf right down to the ass yeah right down just make it Pink, yeah, like I make a pink wolf. <laughs> it's an embarrassing. Anytime, I mean that. This is an embarrassing look. It isn't great. <laughs> Probably too many pixels to animate the hair is why they. they well, it'd be cheaper to just do a bald. Wolf. It always looks bad. You're right. It's the, like, well, maybe not anymore. It's like you got to choose. You can have Boyd Holbrook in a bald wolf or a real actor in a hairy wolf. I, it's an all-terrain vehicle because uh-huh. I have sometimes I you know, you'll see my rugged wolf truck going through the forest, like, sure, whistling yeah. its happily tuned. Mm-hmm. Looking for a wolf, you know. You know, we have a pack discount. You know, you mentioned the hats in this. That's something that the back this kind of faded out of existence. I mean, people still wear top hats, right? Fuck yeah, but it, they don't wear bottom tall hat, top bottom hats, hats like oh. real, yeah, bottom hats. <laughs> like you know, like a kind of hat you put on, like that would just block people. They can't see, you know, around right. you. It's yeah. just so much hat. And so that's maybe that's what my business would be. So much hat. That's what it'd be called. And it would be just selling. Our claim to fame is we never, we'd never sell. As soon as we sell a size, we never sell one smaller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As soon as that size, like that size, sells yeah. sells out, we go to the. It's like Sasha Gray. Another inch. Yeah. Sasha Gray. Yeah, back it. Yeah. And then it's just if we're successful, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing some gigantic gigantic hats. And you know maybe tie dye. I don't know what we could do. Just hey, mix it up. It's such a good idea. Look, escrow's found found itself in a deadfall, and you have the ability to have your own sequel to Curse. What would you do? Sequel, huh? Yeah, especially because Ellis seemed to kill the kill the sequel. He's like, I'm any sequel ideas he kind of cut off. Like people are dead. Close the book on the sequel idea, but we can re- we can force it back open. I mean, this movie's gonna get us. Is it a hit? Is this one a big one? It just, I mean, Sean Plus Ellis, his phone just pinged saying $24 was crossed into mm-hmm. his fucking PayPal. Let's just workshop this idea of the curse sequel. Mine is easy. It's, okay. uh, they are going through the battlefield of the stone, and there's all these bodies, and like, they're like, the guy's got a heap in a casualty list. And all of a sudden, Body Wiggles, little cutie comes out. Oh, got to cross that one off. Turns out nobody died in the war. Why? Because they're, they're all, they're all had little pilots inside. Oh, wow. So the, the so he, they basically there's this gigantic, Battleship carrying all these little amniotic bastards back to society. And that's why we're such a fucking pussified race now, man. <laughs> Bunch of fucking liberal pricks. 
You went there. <laughs> um, so my is uh, these horses, like at the end of the movie, they're on fire, right? And they're the horses she named Wildfire. They're clumping. They're on fire. They're they're not loving it. And they pass a young boy on the porch in a rock. You have chair. my attention. As they pass his ice eye line, you know, smoke on by. This little grin, little like a little idea, and he turns into the horse arsonist. <laughs> turns into the horse arsonist, Nick. Right. And the whole movie's about Boyd Holbrook's on the case. There's some rat bastard burning horses on the French countryside. Yeah. Boyd's got, he's on, he's on, he's on the case, Nick. And he's bringing his microscope with him. Fuck yeah. He's putting horse hair, singed horse hairs on uh, slides. <laughs> yep. It's, this could work. Yeah. Perfect. What did you know? Does there ever wear a horse? Well, a great idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Can you imagine the the gyps like we're gonna get our revenge? Make a horse mouth. Make a silver horse mouth. The guy's right. like, I, I guess. And then the kid bites an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Credits. But then yeah, he turns into like a hairless horse or something. Yeah. But yeah, I guess a were horse would be a little bit less threatening. Right. You would. You ride one. Yeah. Maybe that's what it does. Makes you ride it, and it just scares you to death. Or maybe it's just a delight. Maybe it's just it's the delightful actually monster. The, the gypsy's furious because turns out the saddle chafes that bald ass, and now you win anyway. Werehorse. That's a little werehorse in Texas. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of the cursed. What shape does your performance take? Oh, oh, to be in this one. I'm uh, Timmy's brother, and uh, I'm sort of feeling the lack of appreciation. My brother got destroyed sure turns out he put a mouth on a mouth killed some kids started this whole ruckus dad is crestfallen he is soon destroyed soon destroyed but sort of a shitty grin on his face as he reaps off because he's got that toy in his hand mm-hmm. i'm like I'm, I'm still here dad i'm still here i'm better looking than tim uh, i'm not the kind of person that would follow my dream dig up teeth put it in bite a kid i'm not that kind of person and charlotte's got the hots for me oh yeah so i'm like i'm like I've got like a fucking royal flush of a life going on, and I'm like, and I'm turning away. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let you have it. Dad doesn't appreciate me. I'm gonna be angst-ridden. So I actually go out to the forest, climb a tree, and just wait. Not in the church, hiding, just waiting. And I'm looking down. I see this naked wolf go by, kicking. I'm just like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. Yeah. And the smoke clears. Dad's super dead. Everything's burnt down. There's like six people left in the village. I'm like, fuck it. I'm watching Boyd Holbrook carry out, carry her off into the sunset. And so I follow them, and I become the hider in their house, and she is visiting me for the midnight oil. Of course, yeah. midnight oil, burning, burning the midnight oil, huh? I'm her Peter Garrett, also hairless. True. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. by the way, her bed was burning. That's true. Yeah, in yeah. the movie, she's yeah. hiding under her bed at one point. Yeah, by she the way, was. and she put like a fake. She did like the old like I trick put pillows in there, yeah. pretend it's me for some. By reason. By the way, I have been hugely bed. successful at that tactic in my days. You have? I have pulled that trick on so many and gotten away with it. Why would you Why would you do it? I did it either when I had a friend sleeping over, mm-hmm. and then I'd be hiding, and then they'd go check the bed, I'd scare them. Why are your friend checking the bed? Just to see if you get up to hang out? that's why they spent the night. Yeah, they would hang out. To check you. my bed. they come check me out in the bed. You don't need to worry about my childhood. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I've done that, and I did it with my parents before, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still do it. Right. I do it in the hotel when I'm alone. I'm a dad. I booked an all-expenses-paid trip to the French countryside. I can't wait i was like this is gonna be we finally guys we finally get to go somewhere just beautiful i mean this is a beautiful land we're gonna learn 
We're going to eat the food. We're going to learn the culture. There's, there's Figure this, out what a circle is. And it's um, it's going to be a fantastic respite. And then I the town gets slaughtered and burning, and I was like, well, guys, um, maybe day three will be better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't get much worse. Right. I think there's someone exploded out of a hairless wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the app. Didn't see it on the brochure. It smells like death in this town. Yeah. And flames. Yeah. But, I mean, they make a good scramble. Anyway, yeah, so that's, I'd just be a visiting family. I'm having a weird dream every night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, was there enough fog in this movie, do you think? Just, there was a lot of fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pumped it in. Look, yeah. this movie's become a part of your life. you got to figure out how to incorporate it into a ritual that you bring into your routine. It's a ritual now. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to call it, so I'm calling it a ritual. Well, how do you how do you bring the curse into your everyday existence? Yeah, now that I've seen this movie, you want to make it count, right? You want to make it part of you. And I think it goes, like, just to explain it further, it goes beyond just talking about it. Yeah. You want to be proactive, do something There's a it. discipline associated with it, yeah. Sure. I mean, there's so much to choose from in this one. <laughs> I carry a candle to the crapper. You know, when I'm going to go in there and drop a, a weak one, mm-hmm. I always light a candle and carry it all old, old school into the toilet sure. with me, yeah. Put, rest that little candle next to my toilet, you know, sure, yeah. and read a book by candlelight, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I was going to do something similar where <clears throat> I think I might invest in uh, like a like a flesh bag and explode out of it every Sunday <laughs> you know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rub some milk on me and just roll out, <laughs> you know, flop out sometimes. What a mantra. He said, he said in the movie that the wolves got that they're rolling around in the wolves. They really are. They're rolling around in there. Yeah. Do you think they're asleep in there? Or are they like, like what I are, said? I, I'm Pacific. Pacific they, Rim is what the image I get. Are they they're so in you, the drift. Are, are they? I think they're curled up, uh, dozing as the outer shell is is kind of creating havoc. I think they are lucid dreaming everything that's going on. You think they know? Yeah. I think they're just bouncing around in there. So I took my son to a VR place today, and that's sort of how I envision what's going on. Oh, they're man. they're VRing their way through this. That might have been a good business. The cursed VR. <laughs> that's true. Um, look, you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You've been there for all these many years, gathering debris from various films. And now sure. it's time to take something from the curse. That Mine's is. obvious. Okay. My uh, sleeping chamber does not have a blankie. No. But thank God for this movie because now I've got a membranous, amniotic, placenta-y stretchy to wrap around yourself yeah like a like a like a drum skin tight wet pulsating membrane that i could curl up into sure and just get into a position that works and just succumb and enter the night sleep yeah one word yeah (laughs) and just wrist myself away you know just like kind of just ebb and flow into the night's desires carry myself off into the slumber room it's edward's sack his fucking mom's sack i'm in Sure. Just thinking of you know, cute pus. <laughs> I mean, I would take a, f- I would take an explanation <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah, because I can imagine like just maybe driving myself crazy on that island if I didn't have things to say, and if I certainly didn't have things that Sean Ellis came up with to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would take an explanation about when someone asks Boyd Holbrook what he does, and I'd say I just just picture me on my island, maybe like uh, like in Hamlet holding the the skull mm-hmm. talking to it, but instead I'm holding like a coconut, right? Mm-hmm. And I say, um, our bodies speak after we die. I listen. 
Is that what pathologist does? Boy, that's how that's his explanation. And uh, then I like often the you know I try to be a ventriloquist after you know like I would do the, my follow up phrase my through ventriloquism would be they speak you know like <laughs> what are you sh- what they talk but yeah I think that I could is that are we allowed to take, fuck yeah I mean is it copyright or no it's wide open we're good but unfortunately you hear you hear a weird distorted voice thing I call shenanigans on this and you look out in mid sea and wearing water wings is the Kathoga. Is he wearing water wings? You know, like so cute. Floating by, saying, the body don't speak. And he's got like a little Capri Sun with hypothalamus. Kelly Riley's body wasn't speaking to her husband during that bathroom scene. That's for sure. Because she didn't want any part of it. Because he didn't want any of that. He's like, no thank you, man. Let, okay, let's be Been honest. There, What's more that? realistic? Not interested. I was hard to believe as well. He wouldn't want to hit that, or she wouldn't want to hit that grandma of Tarkin looking old ass. She was like, Is this happening? Is this going to be, are you going to be zooming in my tomb room? What's going on? And he's like, No. I got to go hunt in a circle with a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My womb room. That's better, maybe, for yeah. tomb room. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. But she, at the end, does have a tomb room. So does he. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. He burned. And then their son does it during a way later. Yeah. Actually, the only one, nobody gets off great. Everybody dies except the daughter, Charlotte. She's alive at the end, but God knows what she endured on the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you never, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Boyd Holbrook. How's son? Is that his son? No. How Holbrook. How's. R.I.P. He died recently. How right? Holbrook's son would have to have a son to have a Boyd Holbrook. There's got to be like a couple of generations between. You think, them. yeah, it would be his granddad. So you think his is great? Is no. his grandson? No. You don't think no relation? No. Because if Boyd Holbrook was related to Hal Holbrook, Hal Holbrook would have killed himself a lot sooner. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, he would have sped up the cycle. Why? He's like, I'm not waiting for the Grim Reaper to steer me off this planet for natural causes. Because he's related to Boyd. Yeah, Holbrook, he's like, who I you like? fucked up. But I, you like Boyd? But Holbrook. Hal Holbrook does it in the story. Oh, 
some are real, opaque and distorted, all the same. It's perspective, be changed, be forever stained. On the old dark road where I It's a sentence, so when I'm breaking, I 